Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Dean, last year you warned of climate risk as an emerging hot topic at your annual compliance school. And in October 2021, provided our audience a, a peek inside this evolving and hot topic. Lately, we're hearing more and more about this issue and I was wondering if you could enlighten our audience a bit more. Sure, Len. As you know, you and I have had many discussions about climate risk over the last several months and have taken proactive steps by teaming up to provide institutions with services that address climate risk exposure. The real challenge, I think, for institutions is the lack of written guidance or expectations uh, for addressing climate risk, and therefore it's difficult to know exactly, you know, where do we begin? Yes. Uh, yeah. You mentioned that, that this is an emerging, emerging hot topic, but there's a lack of any kind of regulatory guidance uh, or expectations on this. So so how should an institution approach this at this point in time? <clears throat> yeah, well, let me first, I guess, address the guidance or expectations or what little bit is out there. Uh, the, the OCC is the only federal regulator agency that has come out with any written guidance, and that's called the Principles for climate-related financial risk management for large banks, focusing on those that are over a billion in assets that doesn't excuse or or, or uh, certainly uh, uh, dismiss any uh, institution that's under that billion-dollar threshold. But uh, their focal point, obviously, is on those that are over. Um, but the FDIC acting chairman, uh, Martin Gruenberg, stated this month that climate change would be a top priority. Uh, for the FDIC in, in 2022. So this area is hot and will continue to take shape over the course of the year. Uh, I think more importantly, within the story from the FDIC, they indicated that they plan to seek public comment on guidance to help banks manage financial risk uh, posed by climate change and will establish an interdivisional and interdisciplinary working group on climate-related financial risk and then joining the international network of central banks and supervisors for greening the financial system. Uh, we believe the FDIC will adopt similar principles as the OCC, uh, but this is an evolving issue. And, and as we speak, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're, uh, it's, it's evolving into uh, uh, perhaps uh, some, some more written specific guidance. Uh, so be proactive. Let's get moving. You just said, in my opinion, the key word, be proactive. Uh... You know, there's, there's there's that old saying, there's three kinds of people in life, people that make things happen, people who watch what happened, and people who wonder what happened. And <laughs> this this is an emerging topic that is going to, I think, uh, be explosive and dominate uh, regulatory compliance uh, development in the next couple of years. So uh, I'm a firm believer that banks should be proactive in this and set the stage rather than let the regulators dictate from on high. So getting involved now and getting some experience now is a good thing. So what, what advice do you have? What steps can a, a community institution, for example, take uh, given the status of things right now and what we see happening in the future? Yeah, no, great question. And, and first, let me just start out. I know we use the, the, the term banks on a fairly frequent basis, uh, and we also use financial institutions. So I just want to mm -hmm. make sure that uh, 
for those credit unions that are out there, you're not immune from uh, from 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 this guidance uh, and mm-hmm. the expectations that are forthcoming. So uh, be prepared. But good point. But, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And, and 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 but but you know to get back to your question, you know, climate risk obviously has many impacts. We all hear about them. The increased frequency and severity of of natural disasters. Uh, I think I just talked to you this morning about you know the the rain that we experienced <laughs> last night, the flooding that occurred in my son's basement. You know, all of those different types of events. Uh, uh, certainly with rising sea levels, greater te- temperature volatility, uh, these climate risks impact financial institutions from many different angles. So changing of value in the assets, um, the cost of availability in, in, in liquidity of credit um, and access to risk mitigation instruments and operational losses. I mean, financial institutions should begin identifying climate risk. And like I said, take a proactive stance. Don't sit back and wait for something to happen. Uh, there are various levels of risk for financial institutions, and these risk factors uh, should be con- combined into one overall assessment. The risk assessment is a measure of the potential threats the present at and for the financial institutions. So I would start with the physical assets, such as the loans, the deposits, and facilities, not to mention you know, critical vendor facilities, such as any data-centered locations or record retention sites or loan notes or other documents that, uh, quite frankly, require wet signature and then, you know, kind of work your way out from there. Um, I would also seek out a mapping solution. Of course, this is near and dear to your heart, Lynn, because you offer, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best in the, of the best. Uh, and that includes risk maps portraying uh, climate hazards, their relative risk areas within a CRA assessment area, market area, uh, certainly will help show the various types of climate risks and impacts uh, on those asset locations if a climate event were to occur. These also include uh, what we call community vulnerability and resiliency risks. So institutions can identify those areas, again, within their either market area or CRA assessment area, or where those assets are located that are more prone to a climate event, and how resilient uh, the community may be to a climate-related event. Risk arising from climate change, they basically still have the same, uh, I'll say, two basic channels, um, which which are uh, stated uh, over and over and over again in various guidance documents and those uh, specifically uh, uh, that the OCC put out, and that is physical risk and transition risk. So what do those actually mean? Well, the physical risk, obviously, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's the potential for losses as a climate-related Uh, Changes disrupt that business operation, they destroy the capital, and they interrupt economic activity. And it's probably the biggest thing, you know, the extreme weather events, uh, the gradual changes in our climate, as well as environmental degrading, excuse me, degradation. (laughs) You know, say that three times fast, right? (laughs) Degradation. Yeah, yeah, degradation, such as the air, the water, the land pollution, the water stress, and, and, uh, and deforestation. So, um, you know, again, physical risk, I think uh, at this point, from what I see, is probably the single greatest risk. However, we certainly can't uh, 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 leave here without uh, 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 first addressing the transition risk. And, you know, the transition risk is more, it, it's its the policies that, uh, that we're shifting towards as part of a low carbon economy and what those policies uh, could have for an impact on overall operations. Uh, this could be triggered, for example, by a, a relatively abrupt adoption of climate and environmental policies, technical progress, 
uh, or changes in market sentiment and preferences. We believe initially uh, there'll be much more greater emphasis, as, as I indicated before, on those physical risks um, as they can have, I think, a more significant impact on safety and soundness of a financial institution. So I would consider this as a critical uh, first step for any institution. Uh, and with regard to that transition risk, as I spoke of, uh, we believe these risks will be more longer term impact on the financial institutions resulting from those policies that uh, will have an impact on operations and, of course, customer habits. Uh, it's great information, Dean. There's another old saying, forewarned is fair warned. And <laughs> we all know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, and rather than sit there and take a beating, I applaud financial institutions that are seizing the initiative and taking the opportunity to help influence and shape regulatory approaches by becoming proactive now rather than sitting back and waiting for the regulators to act. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, you and I have collaborated on uh, a climate risk uh, assessment uh, mapping, uh, a climate risk assessment profile project for this last year. And, and I, I know, I firmly believe that we have a robust risk assessment solution and if anyone listening to this uh, podcast would like additional information on our risk, climate risk assessment services and solutions, I would encourage you to either visit our podcast at compliance911show.com or visit M and A N D M consulting, doc consulting, I should say, or visit geodatavision.com. Len, I'm glad you mentioned our services. Uh, as I said earlier, the risk assessment. Uh, is a critical first step before an institution integrates this into their overall uh, enterprise risk management framework. So again, I encourage that proactive step to, to, to address this emerging issue. Um, it is absolutely critical uh, that we do not ignore or downplay, um, I will say, all of the discussion, all the hype, um, it's going to move in as fast as the water came down my road last night. So, <laughs> you know, I, uh, so for our listeners, you know, I hope you found, uh, today's podcast to be informative. Um, I, I hate to say alarming, but at the same time, I, I hope you take it serious. Uh, and we welcome any comments and ideas that you may have for our, our future topics. Uh, this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. And this is Led Suzio from GeoDataVision. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.